What's up team? I hope you're having a great week. When is the last time you taught a group class and you are introducing a set in your class plan and you look around the room and you're talking about this thing and that thing, explaining the movements, the timing, the technique, and you start to see people get a little bit antsy, their eyes glaze over, they look disinterested. Um, How many of you experienced that? I'm guessing everybody. Um, So today what we're gonna talk about is how do you know how much is too much? This is kind of a moving target and I think that this really um, depends on what type of class you're teaching and who your members are, who are the people in your class. So if you're teaching a class that's instructional, so you're doing something like a martial arts class or you're teaching um, a skill-based thing, so like you, it's a portion of class where it's skill-based, if you're doing something like that, then you're going to have to spend a little bit more time giving instructions. So there's not a lot that you can do about that. If you're teaching a fitness class and the goal is to keep the heart rate up and keep people moving, then that's going to be a totally different thing as well. So let's first talk about that one. We'll start with the easy one, the short one. So if you're teaching a a fitness class, a cardio class, some type of class where movement and heart rate is going to be important, then I would say that you really need to keep your talking somewhere between 30 seconds to one minute. Um, a minute if, if you're kind of in between sets and you have to explain a little bit, but ideally you don't want to go too much more than that because you're, then you're providing too much recovery time. So if it's a fitness class, that means that, you know, if people have a lot of questions or if they're missing technique, then that's a good opportunity to offer one-on-one or, um, a class where they can take, uh, take their time, ask questions, get a little bit more instruction on the skill. So in a fitness-based class, what you're really trying to do is, is quickly set up the person's expectations. So what's about to come, about how long do you have to to do the next set, um, and highlight anything that you think is gonna really get them stuck throughout the process and that you might not be able to explain during the set. So if it's gonna take you too long to describe while you're moving, then that might be a time or that might be an item or a movement, an exercise to, to take your time with and explain before you get started. Um, and then remember during the set, you have a lot of time to cue technique, cue form, um, cue inspiration. So you've got a lot of time throughout the set to do that. So what you choose to introduce um, in that short period of time is really important. So. Um, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, introducing how the set should go, um, you never want to say, we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. And then we're going to do this. And then we're going to do that because people can't remember that people can only remember so much. So especially when you're down to a very short period of time, you're in a fitness class. Um, you want to give them minimal information because in some ways they kind of don't care. They're there to move. And so when you're talking, you're breaking up the movement. They just want to get going and then make adjustments from there. So make sure that what you're saying is really to the point, specific and necessary in order for those people to do those movements safely um, and uh, successfully. All right, let's flip over um, onto the other side. So like, what if we're introducing a skill and you need to set something up? Well, first off, I have, you know, five tips 
for preparing or delivering the best possible uh, skill uh, or drill experience. So that's a little bit different. I could talk about that later. But in general, when it comes to um, explaining how to to do a skill, um, keep it short and sweet first off. So if you're about to practice something, don't go you know, down into every little minute detail. Take what you want to teach them and break it up into smaller drills if it's going to be that big. So focus on one very specific thing at a time. So for example, if you want to teach people a long kickboxing combination uh, to do on a set of mitts, right? So like, let's say it's six moves. Well, you don't want to necessarily spend all that time describing the six moves, showing the six moves, getting them queued up for those six moves. Show them two moves or even one move and say, I want you guys to break it up, break up, practice this one thing. Here's what I want you to focus on with that one thing. Great. They go for 30 seconds, one minute. They come back. You say, awesome. Now that you got that down, we're going to add in the next move. I want to see this and then this, right? So you build them up one at a time. It gives them a chance to practice things without getting overwhelmed. Um, and then it's going to make it a lot easier for you to move around the class and make sure that people are um, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so, you know, the other thing when it comes to, uh, explaining how to do a skill, it's always best to describe it, but whenever possible, you want to also demonstrate it. So you want to show people what it should look like, what it should look like correctly. And then also I like to sort of play, uh, you know, psychic basically, and just sort of foresee what issues are going to come up while they start doing that drill. The more you've done this drill, a specific drill, the more you're going to know that. But if you've never done it before, think about how people might do it incorrectly or think about what might come up during that, um, those movements and address that right off the bat. Um, and then I always like to say, pick one to three things for them to focus on. Anything more than that is just too much. So if you're talking about a specific, uh, boxing combination, you can't say, don't forget, you know, to have an, a, a proper stance and keep your hands up and make sure you're moving quickly. Make sure you're pulling back that punch quickly. Make sure you keep your other hand in place and, you know, on and on and on. It's too much. Just say, you know, right now, all I want you to focus on is the speed that you get that punch off, right? Whatever. Okay. You have plenty of opportunities and multiple skills and drills to build other things, but the more you can focus on one specific thing in your drill, the better. So when you keep it short and sweet like that, people can really understand it. If you're asking people to do a really long list of things, um, it's just not going to happen. So I've seen sometimes coaches have, um, two or three drills that are coming up and they're all linked together. And I've seen coaches describe each one of those drills before the people even get started. You don't want to do that because they don't care about all those things that they're going to do in the future. They care about what do they need to do when you say the word, go to it or get going or start, right? They need to know what exactly should they do. And if you are a beginner, you're not going to be able to memorize or understand if you've never done it before, you're not going to be able to keep in your head a lot of movements. So it's like, all right, give me one or two things. Let me practice those, get really good at them. And then we can add onto it. That also creates a more dynamic experience. It gives you the opportunity to create a class plan where you're building a segment. So in the example of my six move combo, it's not just one component of my class, this one six move combo on the mitts. It's we're breaking it down. We're starting with really, you know, getting good at two movements and then three movements. And then maybe we could jump to five movements and finally the sixth move, sixth movement. So I can build half of my class just around making that one six move combo fluid, 
good technique um, and something that people can memorize and sort of lock in um, rather than overwhelming them with six moves at the same time. So you can do that with many different types of movements. Uh, so the more that you can break things down, the better off you're going to be. Um, so remember, you always want to keep it short and simple. You want to uh, give people no more than one to maybe even up to sometimes three key things to focus on while they're doing that drill because they can't focus on everything. And remember that it really depends on the type of class and the goal for the class. If the class goal is to keep moving, keep that heart rate up, what you say has to be really to the point and you have to really choose what you're going to say during that time. I like to um, prepare people in terms of like how long they're going to be moving in the next set and anything they might need to know in terms of transition, but movements I can generally show as they're going along, okay? Unless it's something they haven't seen before and that's the thing that I'm going to highlight. And then when it comes to a skill-based class, don't forget you can break one big movement or one big drill up into several smaller drills and have more success because if you keep it simple, people can stay focused and they can be much more successful. So. I hope you guys like those tips today um, and I'll see you on the floor.